Hi, welcome back to our third or third episode of um, our podcast. So if you've missed it, I'm Mackenzie. I'm Nora. Um, so this episode is going to be about my um, project, my side of the project, Foster Children. And I'm basically going to be talking about other programs within the foster system and why it's important to talk about these. Um, in the foster system, there are a lot of other programs that is that are built to help foster children, but unfortunately, a lot of foster children and foster families just don't really know about these systems. Either they're just nobody tells them or their state system is just not really, you know, uh, talking about them, which is a very bad thing because a lot of these um, programs could change some of these kids' lives. So the first one that I want to talk about is um, any sort of scholarship program. So scholarship programs are for anyone, really. Anyone can uh, apply for scholarships for anything, but there are a lot of scholarships that are specifically for foster children. For example, a program I found, which is called Foster Care to Success, or FC2S, um, which is basically a a program that gives out scholarships specifically to foster children, which um, this is very helpful because some stats that I have, uh, high school dropouts are three times more likely for foster youth. So like than any other uh, low income children, that's like three times more likely. That's insane. That's crazy. And then 50% of foster children graduate high school. 50, like half of the foster children like uh, community makes it to college well i'm sure a lot of them get like GEDs, but that's graduating high school is a big deal um and i think a lot of this comes with like i obviously i'm not judging these kids because they lack a lot of uh um yeah guidance emotional support uh and economical support like for example um i think the average income for a uh household with a foster child is about $50,000 a year and then the average to like compare that the average income for a family with like without foster children is about 70,000 a year so that's you know $20,000 we're losing there so this kind of gives you guys a good idea of like the economical um setback that these children have and in terms of emotional support in a future episode, I'll talk a little bit more about mental health, but we know for a fact that mental health is a big factor within the foster system when it comes to like the mental health of the kids or the mental health of the parents that are losing their kids. Um, that is a big factor that plays into this entire system. And so this can be people who struggle with mental health can also struggle in school because mental health is a very big thing. It's very hard to uh, you know, juggle those things. So uh, I know that that is another reason why these children are not doing as well um, in school and why those stats are what they are. So talking more about these um, scholarships, these are so important because to give these children money, I know not only gives them a good support, like economically, like I talked about, like it gives them, it's literally giving them money. But I think a lot of foster children would be able to say that like that means something, you know, being able to know that there are people out there who are willing to give you this money just because you need it. Like there's no 
you don't have to give them anything in return. You just, you're getting this money because you deserve it and because you need it. And um, this is, like I said, this is a big thing. And also this program that I'm talking about, um, FC2S, this is actually something that uh, is funded by organizations and individuals, which means that anyone listening to this can also donate to them. So I think that's a huge thing about how you can help because a, a lot of the things that I'm talking about for me specifically is how people listening to this can help foster children and how every single person and how an individual can do much, can do something, even if you might not have the financial needs to support a foster child. Hopefully this podcast will tell you in other ways what you can do, even if it's, you know, signing something or donating a penny. Um, <laughs> um, talking more about the scholarships. Um, I talked about how a lot of, okay, talking more about why foster kids are often in these positions where they are, like I said, less likely to graduate high school. I think it was about 25% of foster children deal with disabilities and people with disabilities have a very hard time in school, which is, you know, I think a fact that any of us can, can see. So imagine, like that's 25% of foster children that are struggling with disabilities, I'm sure that contributes to why a lot of these children are struggling in school and a lot of them are struggling with graduating because that's a big number, 25%. Um, And I think that like, to kind of like sum up the idea of scholarships, a lot of these children, like I said, don't really, they aren't aware of the fact that they have the opportunity to get these kind of scholarships. And I also feel like a lot of them probably feel like they either don't deserve it or even if they did know it's just not something they'd be interested in because a lot of these children are looked at like broken or like in a way where it's like who cares i can get a scholarship it's not you know that's just not something i deserve which is an awful thing it's an awful mindset to have because these children didn't choose the, the places that they're in even if they've struggled with being like you know a troubled teen it's like how can you really blame someone for their actions when they're in this situation that no one could possibly imagine it's not really a it's not really a fair way to look at it because it's like you know you're looking at someone as if they're doing something wrong when it's like the system kind of just is setting them up so it's like no matter what you know it's not really a it's not really fair to judge them especially i know a lot of people are going to judge high school dropouts or people who don't make it through college when it's like you, these situations are like unthinkable. You can't judge someone if you've never been in in their shoes. Um, You can't plan for that either. Like there's no way to like prepare yourself. Yeah. To be like a high school dropout. And that's like your plan all along to be like, yeah, Yeah, I'm going to drop out of high school. It's like, there's absolutely no way someone could uh, ignore said prepare. That's just the unthinkable. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of sympathy for those people, and I honestly hope that a lot of people, foster children, understand that there are things like this that are made for them. And I also am pretty sure I've read that in the um, organization I've been talking about, that it's like these scholarships are available for like, I think it was children probably like 18, like when you go to college, like not when you apply, but 18 to like 40 something to show that like no matter what, like people, it doesn't matter if you were a foster child like 30 years ago, you still have these opportunities because, mm-hmm. you know, people aren't only just going to college at 
18 and even with that like with and without scholarships um foster children are more likely to attend low performing schools because um i mean that's just kind of how it is it's like the more money you have the better education you get which is kind of turns into a loophole because now i'm getting less money because i had poor education so you know a never-ending cycle which is also one of the flaws in the system and one of the things that i hope uh people strive to change and people strive to help um kind of like going away from foster care programs and i talked a little bit about emotional support within foster care um within the foster care system in general which is how i can kind of you know uh progress into my next topic or my next program which is casa casa is an organization that stands for court appointed special advocates which is I'm pretty sure in 49 out of the 50 states, including um, the capital, D.C., um, it's an organization which includes volunteers who can volunteer to be, like I said, a court-appointed special advocate where they are assigned a case with a um, foster child. They get a foster child, and um, this happens in juvenile court which basically allows ACASA to be a part of the child's case. They gain access to records, all of the things that are usually confidential. And these volunteers are basically there to speak up on behalf of the child and serve as some kind of mentor as well. So in court, these people, what they do is they, um, they're kind of the eyes and ears for the, uh, for the judge. And they basically uh, talk about what this child is experiencing. They try to get the whole truth. They try to be something that the child can confide in and they do their best to help them legally. Um, they also serve as some kind of mentor where basically they feel as if they have someone they can trust because a lot of these, oh, these CASA works specifically with children removed, to, removed from their homes due to abuse, neglect, or abandonment and help these children who sometimes feel as if they're lonely to hopefully feel as if you know someone is there for them someone is legally uh someone besides just you know a lawyer and i think it's a very important to notice the difference between like i said a lawyer or a social worker versus a casa because lawyers probably have lots of cases probably up to hundreds while social workers probably have like i think 25 so but casa only gets a casa only gets that one person so you know the attention is set on you this thing is for specifically you. Um, and so my mom was a CASA actually, and what she did was she basically worked with a 17 year old girl and she mentored her. She helped her to the best of her ability to kind of, you know, feel as if she had someone besides people who were, you know, getting paid because these are, you know, volunteers. So I think CASA is a very important program. And although it's not available to every single foster child, usually the ones who unfortunately have experienced the worst but if anything i think that's great because you know a lot of these like programs sometimes children and the foster care feel as if they're you know not good enough for them or feel as if they're too quote unquote broken for them but these are this is a casa is an organization specifically for those children who feel as if they have nothing or no one so i think that's extremely important because like I feel like if anything, one of the biggest emotional toll on foster children is feeling as if they're alone because oftentimes I can feel like a lonely thing to literally have, well, not literally, but to almost have no one because 
if you're in the foster system, that usually means that your family of some kind is not with you. Or as if they're, you know, gone, neglected, you, unfortunately, that's kind of, you know, the truth. I'm not really going to, you know, sugarcoat yeah, it. Sugarcoat it. So I hope that, and honestly, I feel the scholarship programs can feel a little less like, you know, I'm feel a little less trying to make you feel less lonely because lots of children get foster, uh, lots of foster children get scholarships from this program. So I feel like PASA is a little bit, a little bit more important in terms of the mental uh, capacity because I know, you know, financially CASA doesn't really do much, but mentally I think that can be a really important thing because if you're in the right mental mindset, a lot of pathways kind of open up for you. Ultimately, you know, being happy doesn't grow money, but it can hopefully put you in the spirit that makes you want to do your best in all situations. So I think, yeah, I really think that that's probably one of the most important programs that are out there. But like I said, not every child who, not every child has the uh, ability ability to have an experience like that. So this is why I think it's important that people do know. And I think with CASA, a lot of people don't realize that like, that's not really a big thing to take on, like just mentoring someone like, or being their eyes and ears in court. Like you don't have to uh, pay anyone. You don't, this is not a super hard thing to do. And even if I know some people have crazy schedules, it's literally just not something they're capable of doing. Well then, you know, donate like $5. Like you can also, this is a nonprofit organization, a private nonprofit organization where people, you know, are have they have the ability to donate to this. And they have the ability to do something without you know, getting up and going to court or <laughs> Zoom now. But yeah, I think that's something that anyone can help with. You know, if you're a kid listening to this, send your mom or dad or anyone a text, just, hey mom, you know, for my birthday, donate $5. I don't think that's uh, a lot to ask for. I hope that people really do realize that like your voice does matter when it comes to helping other people because even if you feel like donating $5 isn't gonna do anything, if everyone has that mindset then yeah nothing's gonna get done but if everyone has the mindset that my five dollars will do something together eventually we'll make you know a hundred dollars yeah a hundred dollars and then that times 15 you know we'll get we'll somewhere. get somewhere yeah definitely it doesn't have to be we don't have to reach our goals every day but getting somewhere is something mm-hmm. yeah i mean these programs are extremely important like i said because it helps foster kids not only feel as if they're seen, but it helps them literally when it comes to finance and emotions. So, I mean, yeah. Plus, kids are just grateful for anything, especially, like, after their whole, like, lives of not feeling like they're, like, enough for anybody. That $5 or whatever you donate or if you're a CASA and you become a mentor, like, that's just something that is irreplaceable. Like, it's not about the, like, like things. It's about the what you can learn and how you can grow. And I think that's important for all young kids to learn. Yeah, even if, uh, even, like, I can easily back that up by saying me as a kid. I know I know someone is listening, uh, listening to me, hearing me out. I know that's going to mean something. So I, I can only imagine for kids who you know, get that so much less or in positions where they literally can 
say that they have no one, I can only imagine how much those little things are really going to mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly. So to kind of sum up this, this episode for me, there are a lot of programs out there which really help foster students. But unfortunately, a lot of these students do not know about these programs, which ultimately is the issue. And I think something you can do to help is either donating or signing up for or either just spreading awareness, telling your neighbor, hey, I notice you, you know, really love working with kids. Why don't you be a CASA? You know, there is so much that you can do, even if you feel as if you don't have the time or money. There is a lot that you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess we can like leave links to things and in the description of this podcast that'll make it easier for you to find places to donate and petitions to sign and things like that. Yeah, you don't have an excuse. You just gotta click a link. Yeah. Yep. It's right there. We're doing all the work for you. Right? <laughs> yeah. Honestly. <laughs> all right, well, I think that's it, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> 17.